episode four, ways to engage with coral reef protection. Welcome to our podcast, Stand Up for Reefs. My name is Kate Holden and our guest today is teacher extraordinaire, Sarah McDougall. Sarah trained as a theatre costume designer in Liverpool and had a successful career as a costumier for 21 years, including working at the Royal Ballet as well as on TV and film. Sarah then shifted gears and trained as a teacher specialising in art and design. In 2019, Sarah partnered with CCMI and her class at the Cayman Islands Further Education Centre, or SIFEC, with our Healthy Reefs campaign. Our podcast theme today is ways to engage with coral reef protection. It's one of the biggest challenges, yet also the greatest opportunity by creating energy and positivity around coral reefs. There has been a great deal of research into what makes a person ocean literate. And the concept was fully designed uh, via an education initiative in 2009 by the National Geographic Society and the National Oceanic Atmospheric Association, or NOAA. The seven principles of ocean literacy were widely recognised and supported across a professional cohort as a way to pull together the issues with ocean protection for kids in schools, looking for new ways to promote ocean stewardship. The basic premise of ocean literacy is having the knowledge to comprehend the influence of the ocean on us and our influence on the ocean. Engaging with nature and the ocean in childhood has been proven to increase prior environmental behaviour in adulthood. I don't think this would come as much of a surprise to you. It makes sense that experiences in childhood shape how we feel or connect to the environment later in life. The children of today are also growing up with an ocean that is definitely facing challenges, an ocean that needs us to go beyond caring about and moving to doing something about. CCMI launched our Healthy Reefs campaign which was in response to the International Year of the Reef in 2018 to help create awareness. And this is how we got involved with the art students at SIFEC. A big question for those wanting to share information on oceans is how to best engage those who are not scientists and they're not professional conservation managers. Underwater photography and videography has emerged as highly popular and successful in helping to engage people, creating a connection through strong visuals. This is obviously fueled by the digital world we now live in, where our images cross international boundaries on a global scale in merely seconds. There has been a lot of research on not overdoing the doom and gloom aspect of environmental issues. This can cause people to shut down, ignore or just deny that there is a problem. And I think everybody right now can relate to this, certainly from a coronavirus pandemic perspective. I know I personally have had times where I just don't want to hear about it. I just don't want to know any more. So creating a positive message while also creating engagement, moving beyond the, oh, that's nice, to I want to be part of the change is incredibly difficult and remains somewhat an unanswered conundrum. What's super exciting about projects like Sarah's is that students are not only engaging with issues facing the ocean, but they're then creating something genuinely beautiful. So the learning cycle is being developed in an appropriate and engaging way, and they come out the other end with a genuine connection to the ocean. So let's meet Sarah and find out about her motivations for standing up for reefs. 
thank you for joining us today and welcome Sarah. Hello. <laughs> um, so our theme today is ways to engage with coral reef protection. And we all think the Healthy Reefs project that your students at SciFec have been working on for the last few years, actually, is a great example of this. So thank you very much. No, you're very welcome. It's been um such a fantastic opportunity and by far one of you, you know, you've been one of the most engaging clients we've had um i guess because it it coincided with your healthy reefs launch in 2018 so the students have really uh, we only have them for one year each each year group they're only with us for one year um so it's year 12 and they've really benefited massively and i you know i'm still luckily cayman islands uh, Grand Cayman, where where I live, is still a very small population. So I still see those young people out on the beaches doing beach cleanups and just kind of engaging, uh, continuing their engagement with with all that is good. So it's it's such a pleasure to to be involved. Oh, fantastic! So I'm going to ask you a few questions to get us on the journey. So. How long have you been in, in the Cayman Islands for? Um, we have been here for 11 years. Oh, wow. And what is it that you like about coral reefs? Uh, well, how lucky am I? I live in the Caribbean. Um, for many years, I only snorkeled. Um, and then I, I plucked up the courage to go diving. And I don't know why I didn't do it sooner, because it is far from scary it's just amazing it's just otherworldly isn't it when you when you see coral reefs and you see um just the endless inspiration that's that's out there um so you know we're if you're lucky enough to go snorkeling in the caribbean or even if you go diving or not even if if you can you're really lucky and you can go diving there's so much to see. There's the fish, the sponges and the corals, which are, to my mind, they're as vibrant as, as the Caribbean culture uh, and, and certainly as colourful as the carnivals. Um, so, you know, we, we are truly blessed as, as we turn here. Um, I've got friends that go diving and, and they amaze me with these little macro image lens photography. Um, so, you know, until I started to... Sort of pay attention to that. I had no idea of the just millions and endless numbers of microscopic critters, even in the shallows, and and they're even more amazing than anything you would see in a Hollywood movie because they're so colourful and unique, you know, and they they move in such different ways. It's it's just fascinating. So, you know, the ocean and the reefs have provided me with endless inspiration for my own textiles and the art. I, I created a piece um, in 2018, the year that you that CCMA launched the Healthy Reefs Initiative, uh, which are called Tides of Change, which was created completely out of textiles, um, but it was all bleached cotton, uh, all bleached thread, and I built up a 3D sculpture of a of a coral reef using bleached colours, as I say, and uh, and people were just like. Oh gosh, it's so beautiful! And then when you point out that this is what the corals would look like if they were all bleached, they're like, "Oh no, I love this, but I don't want to see it." So it's it's that engagement, it's that you know, getting people to engage and seeing what can happen um, if if we're not all stewards of our own environments and and the oceans. So yeah, that's 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 me in a, in a nutshell. That's what I love about the ocean and the reefs. So um, 
you've obviously been super creative and I'm just sorry, I was thrown slightly by the fact that you've done a coral reef artwork and then included the bleaching, which is just really very, uh, that's got a lot of foresight. And I suppose that's your true artistic intention because obviously art is not just about beautiful and positive but it is also about engaging with the you know world and realities of the world um so a quick question i'm just going to take us back so you obviously worked in costume design and then you decided to move to train as a teacher um well yes it, it's it's not that shocking in that i my mum was a teacher um, and I always said there was no way I would go into education. But actually, um, pretty much almost the moment I left college as a as a costume, I trained in costume and costume design. Um, I ended up with interns who were interested in going into costume. So I always ended up with <laughs> people like me who were not very engaged at high school, who who struggled a little bit in that uh, sort of formal school education environment um and that sort of led me to lifelong learning so first of all I'd been working in film and I did a master's in film um but that kind of didn't benefit me in terms of my career and I couldn't see where that was going to take me um so by the time I had that it was like I had two young children and I was still working in theatre. So I decided to do um, a course in in education. um, And that just kind of one thing led to another. Um, And as I said, I wasn't perhaps the most engaged high school student, but becoming a lifelong learner gave me that uh, understanding about my learning which is I'm an inquisitive person. I like I like to find out more. I like to get into the nitty-gritty of a subject. And also, I'm really lucky in that um, I learn through doing. And I teach BTEC, which is the BTEC program, really encourages learners to learn through doing. So it's not just sitting down with a textbook and, and going plodding through. It's about, you know, physically finding out you know what well first of all they're given uh, a brief um so this brief came from um ccmi as it, yourselves uh to design a poster to raise awareness for healthy reefs so we're working with a client we're learning through doing they're getting involved they're going out on site visits you know all those components are put together so the students actually don't even realize how much they're learning through through doing um and i think that's you know we we used to call it you know uh, active active learning and and that's that's what made me become a teacher really was was learning through doing um and and engaging with with subjects and then being able to share that process with with young people so it's no coincidence that I work with the age group I do prior to that I worked uh as a professional when I was still working professionally as a, a in costume I was working at Leeds University and and sharing um the the project I was working at 
on professionally with students who are doing a degree in costume. So it's always been there. It's it's just how we um, how we engage with that and 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 how we encourage young people to think in that way. So that's that's kind of what let me into teaching. So when you um, give the kids the brief, sorry, students, they're not kids. They are young adults that you're teaching. When you give them the brief, and and you know how do you go about it? Because obviously. Not every, not all of them will have that natural affinity with coral reefs, and I can tell you, but by the end, this is our favorite is our favorite project of all the things we work on, because it is they are so beautiful the results, and each year, like I nearly shed a tear every time because it is they're so lovely, and what I find overwhelming is that that they have got it. They get it. And these aren't necessarily students that are like, you know, they're not marine biologists and they're not necessarily people that go out and scuba dive every weekend, but they 100% not only interpret the, you know, the beauty and, and what is going on, but then they communicate it so effectively. So how, how does it, how does it translate for you? How do you get them on that journey? Um, so we, uh, in previous years, we've had clients like the National Trust, who we worked with on celebrating the impact of the trust in the Cayman Islands since they were established. Uh, almost every year for the past probably probably five or six years, I think we've teamed up with the Department of Environment, who uh, are desperate to raise the profile and, and awareness in the marine parks surrounding the Cayman Islands. Well, the students aren't going to... Why would students want to engage with policy if you know at the age of 16 why would a student want to engage with policy so so here we are you know we've got a room full of 16 year old wannabe artists many of them you know want to get at that through manga and think everything Japanese is cool and I'm trying to sell an idea about a a policy you know government policy on marine parts so it's got it's got to engage them it's got to infuse them Um, so um, and we've also worked, obviously, with, with yourselves, CCMI. Uh, and prior to that, we worked with Plastic Free Cayman, which is a local um, charity raising awareness about the damage that single-use plastics <clears throat> are having. Excuse me, are having on our environment, and and they want want to raise awareness about limiting plastic plastics locally. Um, and again, that comes down to policy. So you're asking sixteen-year-olds to to really engage with some very dry material. So all the briefs I say, as you probably can tell, are, are about developing uh, thinking about environmental issues, sustainability, and ocean stewardship. Um, but what we try and do is, is really get the get them to think about, you know, what what can I learn? You know, what what can I take on board? And the beauty of CCMI is that um, Robin and Kate and uh, Beth came in this year as well. They talked to them about the ocean with so much passion and so much interest. The kids can't help but get enthusiastic. And I love the fact that, you know, that uh, when Robin came in this year, she was talking about invertebrates and jellyfish and, and not just, you know, the the beauty of the little seahorse or you know and and you know or or the power of the sharks you know and the it's one of my students this year did marlin because she's been out deep sea fishing 
she's not fought anything, but she just loves seeing those huge creatures in the sea. And that's all because of this project. You know, and some of them have started snorkeling. Oh, sounds awful when you're in England uh, or, or the UK and it's and it's raining and cold outside. But you know, you we all take our environment for granted sometimes. And these students, you know, we're we're exactly the same. So actually, some of them have gone snorkeling for the first time in years and, and have started to see what the fuss is about, you know, and, and saying, oh, wow, you know, when I went out at the weekend, miss, I saw an eagle ray. <laughs> you know, students that go up, you know, they, they go go to the beach at the weekend and they're snorkeling with turtles, you know, something that 16-year-olds in the UK or and Europe don't do, you know, it it's... But they haven't done that for years. So, you know, and because of this project they're doing it and they're taking their friends and their family and everyone's going, oh, this is amazing. You know, what what a treat, you know. Aren't we lucky? We live here. <laughs> and then they translate it into brilliant art. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, what I do is I set an assignment. Um, I link that with the brief from the client and the students respond. And BTEC or Pearson, the exam body, sets certain criteria, which are very general. It doesn't matter what the, the brief is, but, you know, talking about the elements of art and things like that. So which comes so naturally if they're engaged with the project. So uh, having CCMI come in and visit at the launch, having them come in halfway through to talk about, oh, this is lovely, you know, I really like the effect you've got here. And then coming in again at the end, gives the students that beginning, middle and end experience where they come up with a final solution. And like you say, we've had so much success with this. And in part, that's because of the passion of the people that come in from CCMI, the staff that come in from CCMI, but also because they say things like, oh, you know, even if it's, you know, someone's aimed to do a jellyfish, but they've done this very cutesy um, manga style jellyfish and they'll say well actually if you look up this kind of particular invertebrate you might find and sure enough you know I'm going oh you can't put that on because you know, clownfish was a, a prime example that students were putting clownfish into everything and it's like, yeah. there aren't clownfish locally <laughs> so no you can't put that but but there are so many other these wild and wonderful colors on coral reefs and the little creatures in them that actually it's fine you know you can do whatever and that's why they get more and more colorful every year and more and more diverse and and exciting and uh and the kids love it you know they love it it's just this you know letting go and just really enjoying the project so and it's how we start every year now so yeah we're looking forward to another year of it the um the results have been absolutely absolutely amazing we really enjoy it when when it comes through so how do you think the kids feel students feel when they finish when they finish and they suddenly have produced this amazing work that has taken them on you know on a on a journey yeah they most of the students that come and do art at SciFet um have had a little bit of success with with art but some of them have never done art before so well since year nine so they've they you know they dropped art at GCSE um and pick it back up in year 12 for this and it's a double award it's it's an extended certificate so it's a, it's eight hours a week um but you know without sort of blowing our own trumpet that engagement again is so fantastic and I you know I have to say this year all the students that I had had passed English and were resitting math to improve their math grade so in the other their other core subjects ended up being science uh, and they all did biology well of course the two go 
hand in hand, biology and CCMI, you know, the two couldn't be better connected. You know, the students get a chance to sit a January exam and then again in May if they don't do too well. Every single one of my art students this year passed uh, biology in January. And that's 100%. It's that complete engagement, understanding environment, ecosystems, living organisms, you know, all of those things are just so important. And so they all pass. I can't believe that. I didn't know that. That's absolutely fantastic. And I think I think that I mean I, I'm actually quite lost for words, which is quite unusual. I think that's absolutely amazing that the two have gone hand in hand. You know, I'm a little bit older. It, historically you type a, you get a bit pigeonholed you're either art or you're science and yes there are some all-round people that amazingly you know bridge all the gaps but that's I mean I think that's incredible that it that the two have gone hand in hand and it's and it's just come out with such amazing results aren't they lucky I, what amazing students a eh? and also what an amazing program to be able to get onto that and give you the yeah. horizon at that age I I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up and I'm a little bit older than 18. And I think that the more that you can have that gives you such broad, a broad spectrum of understanding is absolutely uh, superb. So well done, you guys, and well done, well done, the students for doing so amazingly. It's, it's, it's more than that as well, isn't it? Because, it, you know, they're, they're, they're not just in, engaging in that, but they're also now, you know, regular participate participants rather in beach cleanups and you know they they know they are having an impact and as as small as a a bag of plastic litter off the beach is because the problem is so much bigger than that they they know that that is making a difference so it's everything about what they're doing is future sustainability and ocean stewardship and environmental issues so you know we just go you know they're taking responsibility aren't they and I think I think the fact yeah. that young people are starting to take responsibility and we still have a lot of inverted commas adults, yeah. you know, that's that's pretty mind-blowing. And and I think, you know, I'm going to quote one of my students now when they they, they were talking about all of this and saying, you know, here we are, we've, we've done snorkeling, which we've done in years. We've got these fantastic pieces of art that we didn't think we were capable of doing. We've, you know, they've celebrated Ocean's Day with CCMI locally. They have gone, some of them went to Little Cayman and did the environmental camp where they, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, they got on a plane on their own without an adult and flew to Little Cayman. You know, and we just, you know, these kids are so lucky, aren't they? Um, But they, you know, they've done more than most kids at that 16, 17 years old. They've done more than most kids at that age, which is just fantastic and they you know they were talking about that and they've all done well with their exam and they've got their biology and they've got this they've got that these are all tangible gains but what I was going to say was you know one of my students was saying the other day the biggest gain isn't any of that is the fact that the future of the Cayman Islands is in good hands you know their future is safer and it's like oh my god they've made the connection without me saying you know, you've got to make this connection, guys. You know, none of that has to happen. There's no, you know, they they are stewards. They have become that role. And, and you know, the Cayman Islands government needs to look out because some some pretty feisty young ladies, <laughs> young gentlemen coming up through the ranks who, who are really passionate about, about their, their role in, in the future. And that's, we couldn't dream of having a better result, really. So, yeah, we, we're really super proud of them. 
and and they really care and that's you know surely that's the biggest gain of all well not only um so i think i think that that is incredible i think that um it's such an overwhelmingly brilliant program but for me for the outsider who doesn't i don't you know i don't get to engage with the students and see what they are taking away from it and also where they will go in the future but i can look at their artwork and it is all encapsulated in there so all the people that will be able to see it i think that that's you know a double double benefit not only their own personal benefit and where that leads as, as citizens but also you know and and we will put it up on our website so everybody that's listening can can link to it but it is overwhelming and like how beautiful it is and and the fact that um this knowledge is translated into something so visual which helps everybody else which to me is i think you know one of the lovely things about art and design because it takes everybody with you and it can reach you you might be a totally different background culture language doesn't matter all those barriers go away when you have something visually so beautiful um and clever there's some very clever work in there too so that's absolutely fantastic well i'll, I'll thank you on behalf of the group they're not in today but i know they'll, oh, they'll be uh, they'll be absolutely stoked to hear that so thank you so we are going to finish up with some questions for you we're going to tap into your love of the ocean, and they are from uh, from a uh, from a little dude who sets the questions. Who is age seven, and he is an avid ocean lover. So number one, and you can answer totally honestly, <laughs> obviously, is what is your favourite ocean creature? So my favourite ocean creature, I hadn't discovered. I'd heard about it, but I hadn't discovered before I came here, which is the parrotfish. Parrotfish are absolutely beautiful. They they just encapsulate everything I'll, I'll explain i'll explain so there are hundreds of species of parrotfish they all have this little beak at the front which which they nibble away on the on the coral reefs eating the algae they, they survive on the they eat algae but with that they take little tiny bits of the, the coral reef which they poop out and that creates sand and i just think that's fantastic i mean just brilliant they they certainly add if you've ever seen a full-size parrotfish they add to the color of of the ocean as well um and they change colors as they grow up as well so they're, they're kind of costume changes which you know as a costume designer how fantastic is that they, they have costume changes they, that's the reason we really, really love it is because of the costume yes. do you know what they do at night too do you know about the parrotfish sleeping yes. bag yeah yes yes, yes. they make a <laughs> snot bubble and sleep they, inside they do so for anybody that has never seen a parrotfish at night so on a night dive um they basically create like a little sack that is and they can i believe they can only do one a night so it and it, it protects them um but then once you've popped it it, it masks it masks a smell right for, from predators. it does from predators so mr sharky who might be out in the evening and fancies a little bit of a parrot fish snack can't get to them so yeah i mean not only do they do costume changes but they have an amazing sleepwear which i can see how this is definitely your favorite favorite creature excellent yeah. answer <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people, the um, are quite rare. So again, you know, it's like, I mean, one of my students did a beautiful parrotfish piece this this year, um, which hopefully people will will look at. And and she fell in love with parrotfish as well for all the same reasons. She loved this idea of their little mucus sleeping bag and their costume changes and all that sort of thing. But it is it is just the colour that they bring, and what a sad yeah. thing that they they you know apparently they're not 
as tasty as other fish and yet people are overfishing them i mean just it's heartbreaking they are overfishing them um and they are an incredibly important species because as you as you quite accurately mentioned they eat the algae and the algae has to be kept off the coral for them to for the corals to really um, be able to function properly so they are hugely important um what is your best ever either uh free dive or snorkel or dive what's your best ever water experience i'm way too cautious to do a free dive so it's i had i love diving though as i said i always sort of be a bit scary but actually because you're fully immersed and you can see all the way around you so it's it's quite uh quite special um and if you're a bit like me you are singing away in your head some random tune from the 80s because it's it's very therapeutic um and i think i was singing some depeche mode or something like that a few years ago we went diving uh up in west bay of uh, Grand Cayman in Cobalt Coast. And um, suddenly we had two or three eagle rays around us, and they've got little nubby noses that snuffle around in the sand. And oh. just so lovely to watch. It's so, and they're all beautiful colors. And, uh, and one of them came right up to me, his little nubby nose right in front of me. And, uh, you know, the other people, my buddy, my dive buddy was like, oh, you were so lucky because he just came wow, almost nose to nose with him. It was just incredible. And uh, after they ate some away, we saw turtles and and lots of reef fish. And it was, it was just beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, you're spoilt for dives here, but that was one of those moments where you go, oh, wow. So what I love about the Eagle Ray, not only is the symmetry of their kind of, for people who don't know, they're kind of triangular, uh, triangular. Um, uh, what's the word? It's a diamond. There we go. That's <laughs> definitely not triangular. That is not an Eagle Ray. It's a beautiful diamond shape. So they're very symmetrically beautiful, but they're almost fluid in their movement um just that they are very very incredible and they, they have quite a big wingspan so they're quite big creatures but they manage to be so incredibly elegant uh and beautiful especially if it's a spotted eagle ray at the same time so that sounds very cool yeah. they do have a great nose i know exactly what you mean yeah yeah i love um, it what is your most favorite uh ocean conscious designer or clothing brand thought you might have some insight on this there are i'm not really very good on on that um, however, there are there are so many new brands coming out all the time. I did see something that caught my eye last week um, called Mermaid Glass, which are little beads that are made out of ocean plastic, which are really um, beautiful. So I was thinking about ordering one of those. Um, obviously, living in Grand Cayman, we have an amazing ocean uh, designer uh, biologist Guy Harvey and he has a huge range of clothing um, which is hugely successful in in the states but also here I mean you, you, you know we always see um, Guy Harvey clothing about so um, I would have to mention Guy Harvey because he has been very very influential again on on protecting the ocean and speaking out about protecting he, ha- he has we love Guy they he, they also go to great um great lengths to source a lot of their products sustainably and stuff i yes so they are fab we love we love guy yay um so uh working as a costumier what was your favorite film or theater show um 
well, it kind of links bizarrely with with the same you know kind of message about sustainability and and carrying on. I have been extremely lucky when I first left um, college, where I trained as a, a costume costumier, costume designer. Um, I worked in a in a very small theatre, but it was a repertory theatre, meaning they've always got shows on that are built in house. And people probably don't know this, but most theatres don't have making departments within the theatre nowadays. It's all made out. Um, but Oldham Coliseum Theatre near Manchester um, was my first job, and and it's where I went back to after I'd had my first baby. Um, and they are sadly under a huge amount of pressure um, because of COVID you know theatres have been dark people aren't sitting in seats because of government policies and I you know I don't think I'm clever enough to understand the decisions that are made at football matches and in theatres which are two very different things um, but I'm hugely proud of my my involvement with with Oldham Coliseum we made so many fantastic shows during my my years there um and you know they they've seen me through you know many I I was when I first went there I was a young single college leaver and having lots of fun I went back as a married mum and you know but just the the experiences my children had at the Coliseum and and the shows that they saw and and things that we've been involved with if theatre live theatre had to had to close because of the pandemic it would just be heartbreaking so so here's my little shout out to my to my favorite theater in the world which is Oldham Coliseum near Manchester oh that's fantastic and I think given the importance of arts uh in you know in our culture in our heritage and also for the future um I think that's incredibly important because you know theater and shows like that have quite often you know transversed boundaries that in any other um realm wouldn't really be acceptable so that's right and I think I think it's really important to just say that that Oldham has got fantastic support from the local community um and and you know I know they have engaged with because it's quite diverse community like it's quite a diverse community with with many different small communities around it and I know a lot of people do support the Coliseum um, but it's just the funding issue and and uh, you know like with anything you know we just have to kind of protect what's good and and how we educate people and engage people in in the future and and theatre and the arts is one of those things that that has to be valued. So if you could bring together um, ocean conservation and art and design in a bigger way so you've got a magic wand and you could do whatever you want what would it be oh i've uh, yeah wow so a few years ago and you'll have to i have to apologize because i haven't i can't remember the name of the person it's in my head anyway in singapore a few years ago there was some massive what looked like crocheted sea urchins um, but they were huge and you could stand inside them. So obviously built out some kind of wire structure that were covered um, and and they lit up at night and they were just, oh, so beautiful. Just so, so beautiful. So in that vein, um, there's uh, an area of, of um, Grand Cayman called Kamana Bay, which is like a little shopping mall. 
um, and it's very bougie and beautiful and and it's um, it's got some beautiful shops in it and restaurants and bars and it's it's just a lovely place to go in the evening and uh, I have this idea that I would love to create something like a textile thing that's that's almost like crocheted or woven that would hang over the walk, main walkway going down through Kamana Bay. Um, that would, you know, you can be rained on or blown through with a, you know, I don't know how how well it would be blown through, but I have this idea about creating something like that with all these awful ghost nets that keep drifting up and, um, you know, fishing wire and things like that to to create, again, to create something really, really beautiful and and that people look at and go, oh, wow, that's amazing, and then find out, oh, wow, it's made out of, but ghost nets can't be that big because ghost nets are enormous. They are. You know, you, perhaps you want to explain what ghost nets are, but you know we, we hear about them all the time, and and certainly they are the cause. So these are fishing nets that are drifting in the ocean that, that fishermen have put away. Um, but you know, I think the image, much the same way as that, you know, a, a, a turtle with a straw in its in its nostril. Um, the image that we will all remember in in Cayman was the image of a, a shark, beautiful little lemon shark stuck in a in a ghost net. Ghost that was just you know why why we have to you know put the ocean through that you know we've got to you know the, the ocean has an influence um, on us and and we influence the ocean and and we have to make sure that's a positive influence really. So that's. You know, that's where. Wow. Well, I'm sure we know some people at Kamana Bay. I'm sure we could pitch it. <laughs> some Next World Ocean regret. Day, yeah. <laughs> <Might> regret, <laughs> we could wrap it in a ghost net if they don't let us. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, lovely. Sarah, thank you so much for your time. Um, uh, I've really enjoyed today. Please give our regards to your SciFex students and their beautiful artwork, which we will share, which we're very proud to be a part of, um, them beauty- uh, creating something so beautiful. And thank you for your time and your passion on this project. Well, all of it's a pleasure because it's, you know, all the things I care about, education, oceans, CCMI, it's all, it, it's been such a pleasure and we look forward to, to linking with you again with our next cohort. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Oh.